Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery, and I would like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we have our employment service team with us today. How's it going, ES team? Hey, Ray. Good. Yeah, right. All right. I wanted to bring you guys on the podcast because we actually in the holiday season. So we really wanted to talk about temporary and seasonal work and ways individuals can actually find temporary work. So before we get started into our subject matter for today, let's go around and do a quick introduction. And we'll start with you, Christy Russell. Sure. Well, good morning. I'm Christy Russell, and I am the Senior Manager of Adult and Youth Employment Services here at Bosma Enterprises. All right. Next, we got Matt Edwards. Hello, I'm Matt Edwards, and I'm an employment specialist here at Bosma. Right, Aaron C. Hey, Ray. Yeah, my name is Aaron C., and I'm the youth employment specialist, and I work with all the students and helping them transition to the next chapter of their life, either through uh, hitting the workforce or post-secondary. Uh, next, we have Natalie Weisenbach. Hey, Ray. Natalie Weisenbach, employment specialist, working with our adult client connecting to community-based employment. Also working with our newer job coaches, helping them get established in the field, working to help break down barriers for employers in the community. Right. And last but not least, we have a new one, newbie. Katie, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm Bosma's newest employment specialist. And so I will be doing work very similar to Natalie and Matt, connecting people with low vision to employment. All right. Well, Thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. And let's talk about seasonal work. Let's talk about, um, since we're in the middle of the holidays right now when individuals are looking for ways to make extra money, extra income, you know, to buy those great holiday gifts. How can an individual who is blind or visually impaired go out or go about seeking seasonal work? And I'm going to throw this to you, Christy. Sure. Well, I think, you know, in our case, we, when we're working with someone and, and the holidays are approaching, you know, everybody has the same concern. You know, you want to provide for your family. Simple, right? You you want to be able to get gifts. You want to be able to enjoy dinners, maybe go to the theater. You, you want to participate in all of those events. And so for someone who is on their job searching path um, and they haven't yet secured a, a new job or, or an offer yet, this can be sometimes a, a, a challenging and stressful time. They're, they're thinking, man, you know, I haven't got a job yet. I need money. I, I need to do something. I want to provide for my family. What can I do? Um, and so sometimes individuals will look for a seasonal or temporary position because we know companies hire during the holidays for just extra help. Um, so while it may not necessarily be the position or the career path the individuals wanting ultimately for their end goal, it does allow them an opportunity to, to get some money in their pocket, to get out, get some work, as well as it's something they can put on their resume. So I think for us, when we're working with someone, how do they get connected is first just being very clear on what is the end goal for them, because we never want to see somebody take a seasonal position, fall in love with it and think it's the best thing in the world. And it ends, you know, that's, yeah. so it's very important that the conversation is happening on the expectation of seasonal employment, as well as what is the long-term goal, you know, and is everybody on the same page with that? Okay. So what are, what are some of the pros and cons about seasonal work and how can an individual turn that seasonal job into a full-time job if possible? I think some of the pros, I mean, obviously you get uh, some work experience, 
Yeah. Uh, if you got a gap in your resume, it helps you do that. Yeah. Get you in front of people, lets you show your skills and abilities and everything like that. You know, plus form a relationship with the company you're working for as well, you know. So there, there's a, a lot of pros, a lot more pros than I would say cons with, with seasonal work, uh, especially with the, the folks that we are working with who most of them don't have a job right now. So some of the cons, you know, just like Christy mentioned, gosh, you end up liking that job, like the environment and everything. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're telling you, well, we're out of work. It's January, you know, helps us as employment specialists to yeah. uh, maybe see that person in action, helps us make better decisions down the road as far as types of jobs that we might look at. Well, I think the other thing too that it's really helpful for is that sometimes, you know, if you're not really sure what kind of work you want to do, seasonal is a great way for you to try something out without having that, oh gosh, I have to be in this job for a year. It's going to look horrible on my resume if I if I leave in three months because I hate it, right? Um, you know, oh gosh, it, it was seasonal work, you know, season was over. They didn't have any need for additional staffing. So now I'm looking for additional employment. That's a really easy, great way to explain a short uh, job on your resume, as opposed to looking like you're a job hopper. But I love this whole thought of it's a great way to get you in front of a company that maybe you're doing seasonal production work, but you're in there and you're crushing it with a great attitude. You're there on time. You're a hard worker. You are, you know, you're beating everybody out in production rate. Uh, at the end of the season, you notice, hey, they've got a job posting two months down the road for HR, which is what you really want to do. And now you can say, hey, I've already worked for your organization in the production area uh, for your seasonal work. I loved your company, bottom hook, line, sinker to all of your things. I meshed well. I enjoyed it. Now I have a good understanding of your frontline staff. And how that's going to how much how this HR will impact them, right? So yeah. you have a leg up on somebody else who doesn't have any idea of who the company is. And so I think that's one of the great things about seasonal work as well. Uh, that I encourage it, it just gives you more exposure. And while it may not lead to a right now permanent job, it may lead to permanent job in the near future for you. So, so let me let me ask you this. So, if a person you know who is blind and goes in, and we we looking for a seasonal or a temporary employment opportunity, um, those the same rules apply? Like, can I get these same accommodations, or how do you guys feel about that? Are those rules still in place? That's a fantastic question, right? Um, and for our clients, yeah, right, we can still help accommodate uh, that position for you. Because our clients are working through vocational rehabilitation, if an employer is not able to provide an accommodation because it's a seasonal temporary position, we can work with vocational rehabilitation to help facilitate that with you. Or I'm going to say this, and I'm sure if you've listened to more than one of our podcasts, you've heard somebody say it, most of the time, your employee is going to come with a lot of the accommodations that are going to be needed in seasonal work, because guess what? If you're blind at work, you're blind at home, right? Yeah. <laughs> you still need that accommodation, whether it's your phone or it's, uh, you know, particular apps or a magnifier or, or whatever it is, right? Uh, but when you work with us, we can help you figure that piece out and we can help the employer too. Because the other catchphrase I like to say is universal accommodations are fantastic for everybody. 
not just one individual on your on the first slide. I would add to that too is that when someone is working with say like you know our group employment services whether that's us or any other provider agency you know we still are bound by any medical restrictions or recommendations by someone's physician so while yes accommodations should be provided regardless of any type of job right that's just the right thing to do in terms of support we want to make sure though that that temporary or seasonal that that person has selected to do is still aligned with any medical restrictions or requirements that their physician has has put in place. So for example, if somebody has a restriction from their doctor that they cannot lift more than 20 pounds, then we want to ensure that whatever we're supporting is in line with them following their medical restrictions. Now, I say that everyone is a human being has free will. <laughs> People are still going to go do what they want to do, you know, regardless if they're getting support from a program like ours or not. But we want to make sure that, you know, our parameters still stay the same, that we are supporting positions that are aligned with their physical health as well. So what tips or advice can you get someone that's looking for a seasonal job? Where should they start, first of all? <laughs> I know it's a lot of opportunities out there, but where should they start looking? I, my first thought would be location. Yeah. You know, if you hear, you know, I'm just using Amazon because we all think about Amazon right around the holidays. You know, if you hear Amazon's hiring seasonal work and it's going to be X amount per hour, you know, it sounds great. Well, but if that location is not to an area that you can get to with your right. transportation needs, then that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> we might yeah. want to look at something else. So I think be realistic about the location because sometimes I think people just see the pay and they think it's really exciting and like, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to I do that. But they don't take into account the realisticness of it. It's got to be a location that A, they can get to, and then B, it's got to be a shift that is going to match what their available transportation is as well. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing is just not to get caught up in the shiny offer <laughs> and the shiny uh, price, but is it realistic that I can get to this place and do I understand the shift that they are hiring for? Because sometimes that that fancy pay is that night shift and not everybody's a night owl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter how much they're offering you, right? Not everybody right. can do that. And so you have to be realistic, location and shift. That would be my first thought. I would say uh, most seasonal jobs are advertised uh, just as other jobs are. You see them on Indeed all the time. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking for one uh, seasonal position, I would just go to your traditional spots where anybody looks for a job, really. But uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like Chrissy said, I mean, everybody kind of knows who does the seasonal work uh, type of thing here uh, these days. So I would just hop on the computer and, and search that way. I'd maybe jump in and say that you could use a seasonal position to kind of build your resume yeah. towards your real career goal um, and build those skills on your resume so that when you apply to the job that you really want full-time and, and long-term, they know that you have experience in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Well, then it's not completely wasted time, right? Like you're, you're going to do this work. And not only is it benefiting you in terms of putting some money in your pocket, but it's also adding you 
some experience that's going to be related to that next step for you in terms of a long-term career. Yeah, that's a great point, Katie. Yep. What, what, what does the team feel about um, people who are blind or with very disabilities utilizing temp services? And are, are they accessible for people who are not, you know, using our services right now? But how is temp services and have you had any experience with that, people getting gainful employment are finding temporary work. We have worked with a temporary staffing agency in the past, and they are very open to helping with accommodations. Um, and so you may find a staffing agency that's not so great at that. That happens. Not everybody's great with things because they haven't been exposed to it. So sometimes it's just helping them through it. But there are staffing agencies out there that are open to having that conversation with you and understanding what accommodations you need in providing those. And while this particular client did not end up in permanent full-time employment because of their choosing, they were very open to that conversation. So I think try anything, right? If if you can have a conversation with the staffing agency, go for it. It's employment. At the end of the day, it is an experience that you can put on your resume. And I would say you may find out what you don't like just as valuable as knowing what you do like. And that's just as important when you're moving through your career, right? I'm not great at math. It's not my skill set. I'm not going to go in a math heavy job. Uh, but I also still need to, to have exposure to 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 those types of, of jobs. You know, I think try anything once. But I, I think again it's going back to how are you building your, your skill set? Personally, I in my early 20s, I worked with staffing agencies and it was great. The beautiful thing is if you're somebody who maybe you're not really sure about work yet, maybe you're still trying to figure it out and like to still have your own free time, maybe temporary is a great spot for you where you can go to work for a couple of weeks, have a couple of weeks off, go find something different, different temporary job when you're ready to do that. And you get to do these job hops. And, and live how you want to live mm-hmm. uh, until you determine I'm ready, I'm serious, full-time work, and this is what I want to do, or part-time work at a very stable um, schedule. So I think there's a lot of benefits to temporary or seasonal work. And it's not just, you know, we talk about holiday season, but it's not just the holiday season that you have seasonal work. You know, you have summer seasonal work where, you know, we're talking about parks and uh, lawn care companies, you know, parking attendants and, you know, concert venues, those kinds of things are all employment that, that you can be doing that is seasonal as well, giving you that experience. Yeah, yeah I, was a, I was actually a temp when I first started at Bosma. And just coming straight out of college, you know, you might not have that three to five years of work experience that a lot of employers are looking for in certain fields, but finding a company that, you know, you enjoy and getting that opportunity and just, you know, proving your worth is going to be beneficial long-term. I came out of college with a degree and I was in the back of a a semi-throwing boxes. Not ideal, not what I wanted to be, but I worked really hard and I worked my way up the totem pole and kind of waited for some opportunities to fall in my lap and, and just went from there. And, you know, that wasn't, that was just a hot time that they needed help, um, getting, you know, semis unloaded during you know certain uh ppe times um when i was working as a temp and it just worked out for me and then of course it built my resume it it showed my other employers or other people looking at me for an opportunity that okay you know 
he's building uh, his resume and his experience, even though it might be two or three temporary jobs or seasonal work, but he's actively trying to build a resume that's competitive with someone that's got three to five years in certain areas of work that I didn't have coming straight out of college. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. I mean, turning that temp job into a actually a uh, permanent job and you you did it firsthand. Well, and even like a career path. Yes. You know, so technically what, Aaron, this is like your third role within Bosma and it's all just built upon the previous position yeah. he was in. Yeah. And I think that's that's really possible. Not all in and, and, and people say, well, which ones? We don't know. But not not always does an employer say, okay, you are absolutely only here from this date to this date. Sometimes there are a few positions that are technically seasonal or temp that are budgeted to go permanent for the right performer. Is that the case for every company? No. But have we seen that more than not? Yeah. You know, because essentially it's in the employer's best interest that if you find through a temp situation or seasonal that you have a really solid employee, they probably don't want to let you go. (laughs) They want to keep you. So, you know, we always... We're upfront with our individuals about that because I think a lot of companies currently forget the holidays for a second, but in general are going to a temp to permanent model just because the cost of turnover is so expensive to a company. To onboard a new employee for them to only stay a few weeks or a month is very costly. And so we're seeing more and more companies that are having this temporary time period, whether that's 30 days, 60 days, 90, whatever it may be. But it's it's really a smart business move to make sure that did I hire the right person? Are they progressing through training as we would hope? Are they enjoying it here? Are they fitting in the culture? And are they performing? You know, are they meeting where those targets that we have identified a new employee should be at based on the length of time that they've been hired. And then, you know, you're finding that the ones that will go on and become permanent, it's because you, you've you spent that time and they've, they've proven that they're going to be a good employee. Um, so yes, you get a lot of experience, but there are those situations where an employer very well could keep an individual because of their performance. And I know we've seen that first thing here, even at Bosma, you know, someone that starts in a temp role, but they prove themselves to be a wonderful asset to the company. And the company says, Hey, I want to invest in you and keep you. And even if it's not in this role, how about over here? You know, you've demonstrated skills that fit more in this area. So there's definitely possibilities to, to stay with a company and build a career. Yeah, and, yeah. Throw, and throwing your name at hats, you know, when I was a temp here, that's when I first had my first advocacy meeting and they're like, oh, well, we're looking for employees that are, you know, outgoing, energetic. Uh, so I, you know, I applied to said, hey, let me let me listen to some of these advocacy meetings and just getting your face in front of more people. Even though I was a temp, I was still listening to how to portray, you know, Bosma or my company. Because I, I took it as a learning experience, like I'm going to take up all the education I can for free, regardless of what company I end up at. Um, but just getting in front of more people in different you know fields or areas in the business uh, and utilizing and just being like, hey, you know, I'm investing my time in your company. Maybe you can reciprocate that and 
bring me on full time or find a different position for me. And I think what is not careful, Aaron, I'm going to say something nice about you because it's the holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what is what really set Aaron up for success in that whole process was your work ethic, right? You came in, you showed up every day, you worked hard. You did get in front of people. You weren't scared to have those conversations of, hey, this is my long-term career goal. Like, let's talk about what other positions are available and what are some volunteer opportunities. Like, how can I really engage in into Bosman, right, as a company? How can I make my presence known in a positive way? And I think with any seasonal or temporary work, if anybody can take that model and say, hey, I'm here, um, I am invested nine times out of 10, that company is going to put back into you, right? Because you, what it is, you're easier to bring on board than at that point in time versus somebody who is new and unknown. Um, And so if you're looking at two resumes of somebody who, you know, has come in, they've showed up, they've done the seasonal work. And, you know, sometimes y'all seasonal work is the hardest because- I was getting ready to say that. You know, you're you really know that you work through the holidays when yeah. most people don't want to work. Look, yeah. hours. When you can prove yourself there, companies want you to come be a part of their team full time, you know? And so I, I think it's a great opportunity. And again, I'm going to go back to if you determine at that point you hate it, that's okay. But at least you've got that experience and you can stick it on your resume. You can say, hey, I did seasonal work because I don't want to just sit around and wait for something to fall in my lap. While Aaron says, you know, other positions fall in his lap, they didn't. He worked for them. He sought them out and he wanted to find that next step for him that was a better fit. Was his goal to be in production temporary and thrown boxes from the back of a truck? No. Did he do it? Did he enjoy it while he was doing it? Did he have a great attitude? Absolutely. And now he's serving our youth and helping them to figure out that next step, which ultimately ultimately is more in line with his long-term career goals. So never, I don't, you know, I love seasonal work. Sorry, but you got me on my on my box. You know how you <laughs> We were waiting on it, Natalie. We were <laughs> I, no, I like it. I like it. Thank you, Natalie, for that great, great information right there. And uh, before I get you guys out of here today, um, where can employers find qualified individuals who are blind? If they're looking for individuals to come in, whether that's temporary, full-time, where can they find them? I know Bosma's the answer, but <laughs> how can if they get in contact with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they get in uh, if someone is tuning in that is not obviously here and Central Indiana. Every state has um, a federal program called Vocational Rehabilitation Services. That is a great first step. You can Google it based on your state. And usually there'll be a link to maybe service providers or at least a general number where you can call and say, hey, I'm an employer. I really am interested in diversifying my my candidates for, for employment here. And guarantee you that VR agency will get you connected to local providers that do what we do, regardless of what type of disability. Um, You can always search to, um, you know, vision rehabilitation services in your state, and it'll pull up all kinds of agencies probably that serve or assist people who are blind or have low vision. 
and you can call and say, hey, do you have an employment services team or do you guys have work with people who are actively looking to 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 get hired uh, who are blind or low vision? So it starts with really just kind of a search if you're not here local, because of course, if you're here in, in, in central Indiana, we want you to call us here at Bosma and we're happy to help and have those conversations. Um, but that would be my first thought is, is two key searches based on your state is vocational with a V, vocational rehabilitation services for your state and blind services with your state, um, vision rehab, you know, rehabilitation providers, those are some key terms that I would encourage someone to, to start doing a Google search in your state or your area. Once again, thank the team for coming on the podcast today and giving us all that great information and how to turn that temporary job into a full-time job. And if they want to get in contact with the uh, employment services team, Christy, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, I, I would love to talk with you. You can call me directly at 317 704-8250 or send me an email to christyr at bosma.org and that's k-r-i-s-t-y-r at b-o-s-m-a dot o-r-g and of course we have a lot of great resources on our website and that's bosma.org backslash center yep yep thank you est once again and make sure you subscribe to the navigating blindness podcast on apple google and soundcloud and follow Bosma on all social media platforms facebook twitter and linkedin and i'll talk to you next week thanks ray thank, thank you yeah